Hey guys, um, you're probably wondering how I'm doing. I'm doing fine. Uh, I appreciate all the love uh, from all my fans and uh, just wanted to kind of give you guys an update. So last week I, I predicted that James White, there's no way James White would get under 7.9 PPR fantasy points. Of course, he failed me. So I had to eat uh, the habanero filled with ghost pepper hot sauce. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing okay. But uh, let's just uh, like let's just take a look and get a little clip of, uh, from the end of the last week. Well, guys, I'm in a lot of pain. The throat is the worst part, and right here, my spicy taste buds. And um, follow guys being doing fantasy football um, on um, iTunes. This was so hard. And Spotify. And guys, guys being doing fantasy football. And follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. And find us on YouTube. Where I'll post this, and we have our even at my worst in Zoom form. And um, yeah, much love to everybody. Even at my worst, I'm marketing. I'm plugging the show. It's just the kind of guy I am. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Welcome into Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. This is your host, Noah Oswald. I My voice is miraculously better. I'm all good. Welcome to the show. And as always, with me is Jared Smith, Kieran Day, and Jared Smith. Jeez, Jared maybe Smith. I'm not okay. Maybe I'm still recovering <laughs> from the pepper. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But guys, how are we doing? Obviously, it feels weird to be making a fantasy football show in the midst of a, the biggest presidential election of all time. We're not going to get too political. That's all I need to say. But we're going to do our best to keep you in the know about fantasy football. Because at the end of the day, what's more important than politics and uh, countries and the world and the earth is fantasy football. And um, just for legal reasons, that's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, how are we doing today, guys? I'm excited to get into this. I need to take my mind off of things. Yeah, I want to know how you're doing. This isn't yeah, about, so just to... I just want you to, to set the stage. What happened with this pepper bet? Yeah, so James White, even though every time they throw him the ball, he scampers for 17, 18 yards, decided not to use him in the game. They're trying to go for that, you know, top three pick. Maybe even sneak a little Justin Fields in there. Who knows? So I filled up this habanero with the ghost pepper sauce. You, I put... I've pr- pushed it out every social media. Everyone and their mother has seen the video, hopefully. Um, but I, it was the spiciest thing I ever ate. Uh, and uh, intense pain for 15 minutes, a simmer for 20, and then, uh, and then terrible uh, stomach uh, stuff for about two days. Uh, I think I'm back to, back to like 95%. I'm still, uh, I still have a little bit of PTSD, but we're good. Uh, anyways, this is Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. We're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. As you heard that I said while I was in immense pain from the video, let's get into some fantasy news. The biggest thing we have this week is George Kittle, perennial top second round, third round pick tight end, likely out for the season. It's not guaranteed. If you have an IR spot, throw him in there. He might make an appearance in the playoffs. You never know, but it's just a guy too valuable. And, I mean, the 49ers cannot catch a break. I mean, we're going to get into Thursday night preview, but this is just crazy. Uh, yeah. What did you guys see on Reddit about this doctor maybe three, four weeks? Yeah, just indicating that the injury recovery time may not be as long as what they'd expected. Um, so I would certainly not be dropping him. I would even make room if you are rostering someone that you have on your IR that's not necessarily worth it because if he does come back, and you dropped him, you'd regret that. Yeah. There you go. I mean, the, the upside is just you try not to drop him if you can. We have uh, f- best fantasy player potentially of all time, Christian McCaffrey, got the bobblehead here. Coming back this week, finally, my Jonathan Taylor uh, and DJ Chark. I apologize. T- t- for me – uh, and sending away CMC doesn't seem like that smart of an idea anymore. I did we'll tell you. See. Yeah, I know. But it, at the time, you know, that's all you can do is at the time was the right decision and it was. So that's it. 
Okay, no big trades. We were really uh, – it seemed like Will Fuller was going to be sent to the Packers, but they really like Lazard and, you know, keep those draft picks because maybe they need another quarterback to, to sit next to their Hall of Famer for five more years. You never know. Uh, <laughs> something that was hard for me to see today, Stafford, Matthew Stafford, quarterback for the Detroit Lions to the COVID list. Uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny G already out two, for two to three weeks. Marvin Jones seems like the, seemed like a top waiver wire pickup against the Minnesota's terrible secondary. But now, I mean, I'm firing up uh, Minnesota in DFS, Minnesota defense. What do you guys think? I saw something with uh, – so if Stafford tests negative all week mm-hmm. and the day before the game, he will be able to play on Sunday without practicing. And, I mean, he's completely healthy. He's a quarterback. I don't know why they wouldn't throw him out there assuming he does test negative. Huh. So I didn't. I just kind of. I didn't even see that. I assumed he'd be up, but like that's great news. Chase Daniel is the projected backup, which is honestly one of the better backups in the NFL. Uh, they paid him a lot of money to be this backup, so he better come in and Not show like up. Like a lung, baby. He's, he's yeah, I mean, actually autographed this helmet up right here. <laughs> that's you. That's a fun little him. tidbit. You gotta stream yeah. him in DFS. Gotta, you have to, you have to mean, lock him it's in. It's a good value. It's a South good value right here. Yeah. Let's get um, <laughs> moving on, we have Antonio Brown coming in this week. Ooh. Very exciting. Uh, some random, mysterious quote from uh, Coach. 10 snaps could be 35 snaps. Not expecting 65. Not 37. Not, I don't know. He just could have kept listing numbers. We really have no idea how he's going to be involved. I'm not playing him this week against a, against a decent nine, uh, not Niners, uh, Saints team um i think that would give you reason to play him honestly why is that game's close Um, maybe they'll have to use him uh the serious thing here is all i think it's one of those i think it's one of those things where it's totally team dependent i mean if you have an option to get away from him you got to do it it's the same with a lot of these guys who are filling in for potentially new injured guys like george kittle and jordan reed you know you can probably play someone of that caliber and you, and it has upside just as much as Antonio Brown, but it's totally, if you can get a, it, it just depends what you have on your bench. If, if you can, I would try and stay away, just see what it is. If you have him, you have the upside moving forward. You don't need to sit on that Bruce Arians kind of who knows what could happen. Anything could really happen. Oh, and, and one thing to look at is if God, Chris Godwin plays, I would not want to play Antonio Brown this week with all those pieces there, but you know, his finger's broken. He hasn't tried catching any balls yet. So, if he's out, Antonio One would be good on the field, It's all Tom Brady. It's not Bruce Arians. And I feel like Tom Brady's going to try to give him the ball and make a concerted effort. Yeah. I mean, he's right. probably, he played one week with the Pats, and he, he scored a touchdown. He had, like, 60 yards. It was, it was a nice week, and it was his first game back. So Last piece of news, Miles Gaskin out for three weeks with an MCL sprain. We'll see how they replace them. Uh, replace him. It's going to be an interesting one seeing Tua with a real challenge this week against the Cardinals, especially without his running back. We have a special guest coming and should be in any second now. I'm going to go make sure the Zoom was correct, but I think he should be on any second. Yeah, while we're waiting, do you guys want to hear a fun fact about Tua's game this week? The yes. score was extraordinary, mis- extraordinarily misleading on the performance of this offense, and all of these Dolphins pieces are a little concerning to me. Guess how many yards the leading receiver for the Miami Dolphins had last week? 30. I'm going to bet this. Uh, 28. 20, I was going to say 29. 29. Is, and the correct answer was wow. 16, and some guy wow. named D. Smythe. Had two receptions for 16 yards to lead the way. So it's going to be interesting to see as they bring on some of these rookies, and especially this Dolphins without Miles Gaskin. I'm personally hands off that whole team as of right now, except for the defense, which is leading the NFL in points allowed, surprisingly enough. So I would stay away. I just thought that was hilarious. I don't even know who D. Smythe was, but it looks like our guest has just joined us. Sweet. Gino. How are you, man? Sorry about that little technical difficulty there. No problem, though. We got you in. So me and Gino are in this random internet money fantasy football league. We've never (laughs) met face-to-face like this. So I'm Noah. Great to meet you. Uh, So Gino, you're a very special guest today. You not only are a fantasy football player, but you have 
uh, involvement with the fantasy football betting scene, unlike any guests we've had on today. You're the CEO and founder of Bet Openly, which is one of the most interesting betting sites, whatever, I've seen in the past few years. So I'm sure you get asked this all the time. Tell us a little bit about your product, Bet Openly, and yeah, go for it. I mean, I'm a guest and you let me plug all this for free. I could just spew out all my, <laughs> all right. So I'm a straight degenerate. Uh, been gambling since <laughs> I was 15. Wonderful. Uh, turned into a, a bookie when I realized the house always wins. Went to San Diego State, did all that and um, did a, did a kind of well, you know, humble brag in, in software sales and saved up a little money and said, wait, 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 what could put me out of business as a bookie? And I said, well, shit, peer-to-peer betting would put me out of business. If I could connect two people that like the opposite bet and only 1% big instead of 10, 20%, that would put me out of business because they would just take each other's bets. So about two years ago, started building it. I, excuse my language, effing hate software. It's costed way more than I <laughs> no, work out. Go for it. Way it's more painful. Uh, long story short, two years later, we have Bet Openly, uh, and I'll give you the elevator pitch. Anyone can join except for uh, we have to block five states. I can list those out. Uh, but you can deposit. You can create your own bets, literally make your own lines. You can make the most asinine lineup ever. Like uh, I'm a huge Niner fan. We're probably plus six or seven tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> I want the Niners plus 20. But I'm willing to pay two to one. And if someone else wants to take it, so be it. Uh, so complete free market. Do whatever you want. Uh, I will say about 80-something percent of the bets, though, are pretty standard, moved a point or two, and they're just removing the house odds. Awesome. That sounds super interesting. As a betting man myself, <laughs> um, I am very interested in trying out your site. That sounds like a really good idea. I know like in that community, you always want to kind of manipulate things a little bit and you'd feel a lot more comfortable whether it was, you know, one or two points in either direction. So having the ability to kind of free form it is definitely something that is very cool. And you came on, you said you're getting it for free, but I'm sorry to inform you, you are going to have to trade your first round pick to Noah as a... Uh... What a shame. <laughs> well, before you say that, Kieran, and, and I, the real payment was when Gino backed me up in the chat this past week, we had some crazy <laughs> trade dra- drama. And oh, I, I, think this, I mean, this is crazy. So Shady. just to reiterate what happened, I had sent a trade out to uh, someone else in the league which had George Kittle being returned to me. I forgot about the trade, left it open. Five minutes after it's announced that Kittle's out for the season, he goes in, accepts the trade. I'm sitting there minding my own business on a Monday afternoon. I see my phone blowing up. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this trade is terrible. The whole trade was Mark Andrews, DJ Chart, and Josh Allen for George Kittle and Keenan Allen. And I was just like, hey, man, like, this is bullshit. This is cheating. Simply. Yeah. Simply put. Well, he, tr- I mean, he tried to swindle his way. I you okay, yeah. can't blame him, but Gino came in, was the only voice of reason besides me in the chat and saved my ass, got the trade reversed. So oh. even though I was going to charge you the first round pick, we'll call it even, uh, well, you know, and, and the plug, the plug it. is paid for. Yeah. This is a money league, right? Place. I'm in the first place in that league with the best record and the most points. So there you go. This is and I hate this guy because this guy comes in like an this guy is such an old school fantasy guy. Comes in week one and like drafts Tom Brady and Drew Brees to the same team and says <laughs> both these guys are going to be top four uh, quarterbacks. I'm like this old fart is it doesn't know how to do fantasy. Fast forward to eight weeks in. Guy is seven and one, number one in the league, and worse. Uh, so I have a fifty dollars points uh, for bet with him for the rest for the end of the season. So right now Ooh. he's has a leg up on me. All the young bucks are laughing at me. They're like, "What a waste <laughs> of a pick!" I'm like, "All right, we'll see." I mean, Tom Brady was hanging around in the ninth round. I'm like, "I'm gonna grab him. I'm not gonna. Maybe I could trade him. Hey, I don't know, but I know he should be there in the ninth round." That's all we preach yeah. is about value. It doesn't matter the name. If it falls to a certain mm-hmm. point in the draft and you know he's going to produce, you scoop him up and you deal with it later. Exactly. In your defense, it is Tom Brady. So right now, <laughs> Gino is up 110 points on me. And uh, it doesn't – Serious you know, ground to make up. Yeah, serious ground to make up. We score about 100 a week. It's not one of those, like, bonus – it, it's uh, – Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. 
Jeez. But you know, I came in. I was the I was the uh, I think the bottom seed in the playoffs last year and won it. So even though I might be giving oh, okay. you fifty bucks, uh, I, you like know, I could be taking up the whole uh, taking home I'll, the whole pie, anyways. Okay, we'll find the <laughs> so, even nothing. We'll find it. <laughs> nice, nice. I appreciate it, man. So, Jesus, man, you're a Niners fan. I mean, <laughs> not I a great place to be right now. Yeah, uh, I was there. I was at the game. I was, uh, yeah, let's not talk. Which about game? It. I was at. Well, I, I got season tickets, but I was also okay. in Miami. Uh, All right, what? Well, I can't uh, wait. Oh. Can't wait to uh, for you to host me at the, at the Niners. That sounds like a that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I got four tickets, so name name the weekend. Shit, man, say less. Okay, <laughs> uh, you could come on every week. I don't care. <laughs> uh, okay, but like. Dude, I mean, I just get into these names. Here's the starting receivers for the Niners this week. We got Richie <laughs> James. Uh, has COVID. Dude, we're, yeah. we're Richie James, Juwan Jennings, and Trent Taylor are gonna be are gonna be out wide for the Niners. I've heard the Trent line Taylor. moved one point. The line moved it's from six crazy. to seven with that. It's kind of crazy. Just and they just run the ball regardless. Yeah. It's a Shanahan's got the, yeah. the reins and he's gonna yeah. make it happen. Who's the backup tight end for the Niners right now? That's actually Jordan, a really good play. Jordan Reed, but he's hurt. I know, but so, they had a guy last week. Yeah. Catch a touchdown. Well, look well, that. Insert yeah, name Welly. here. He's a, okay. he's a decent play. Okay, let's get into the dude and dud of the week. Last week was one of the weirdest fantasy weeks I can remember. Up was down, down was up. Uh I had Daryl Henderson. That obviously didn't work out. Michael had Scotty Miller. Didn't work out. Travis Fulgham, of course, worked out against the Cowboys. Brandon Ayuk, your boy Gino Kieron had him. Did great. I had Diggs. Did all right. For the dud, Mark Andrews' dud was great. David Montgomery, dud was eh. And then Kieron, I got to highlight this one. He said it, any Baltimore running back is going to be a dud, and both did fantastic. So let's get into our dude and dud of this week. And we'll fantastic. start with you. 12 points. Dude. Come on, split up. It was all right. Oh, man, 14. It was, a, yeah, it was a great game. Against great Pittsburgh, though, yeah. dude, it's, yeah. it's not a dud. Yeah. It's not a, let me check. Yeah, it's not a dud. Okay. <laughs> Gino, I asked you for a dud and dude of the week. Who you got this week for your dude? So I'm a little biased on this one, but I think the dude of the week is Josh Allen. I think he can come out and just absolutely. Seattle is very hurt. I don't think we should have beat them. I'm biased. I, but I have said it all, my biases aside, the Seattle D is letting up 30-something points a week on average. Like, they're, they're there. Absolutely. Russell's a stud. Uh, I, I would honestly – and I saw him at only 7K on the price, the salary. I was pretty amazed, to be honest, because that, that D and their ability – um, I, I, I seriously think at that price point, the high, he has the highest upside. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love that because he's going to be throwing all day because you know the, the Seattle is going to be up. Uh, any other yeah, thoughts I'll, there? I'll, I'll yeah. piggyback off that. So my dude of the week is John Brown. Ah. I'm hoping Josh Allen throws to him. You know, last week he only had two targets and one catch, but he played 47 out of the 58 snaps. So I feel like this week he's currently not practicing. I feel like that's – more just a lingering knee issue, but uh, he's really cheap on DraftKings. He's not owned in a lot of fantasy leagues, and he's mm -hmm. almost back to fully healthy. I mean, that's basically ninety percent of snap, over ninety percent of snaps last week. So, if Josh yeah. Allen can perform, this could this game could be a fantasy goldmine. The entire yeah. slate, yeah. I would love and, it. And, and just a comment on this game because last week I think was a little bit misleading for fantasy owners who looked at kind of that Seattle defense and thought. Everything is just wide open. It's always a fantasy gold mine. And Garoppolo kind of sucked it up for a little bit, re-injured his leg. The backup comes in for one quarter and finishes as a top 12 fantasy quarterback. He played <laughs> one quarter and he was a top 12 fantasy quarterback. So that shows you both of these picks really have the ceiling. And it's a really good ceiling play. And those, you know, Josh Allen fantasy managers who for a couple weeks in a row have been a little let down, this is the game that's going to pay off. It's going to come. And – if you've sticked with him and not traded him away, I've seen him traded in a ton of leagues. This one's going to pay off, and we'll have a big decision to talk about next week after he blows up and to see where the value can be made from there. Yeah. Um, so going into no. my dude. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, my dude is also another quarterback. And I kind of was wet around the dude line, but I'm taking Aaron Rodgers with the contingency that he will be 
a top end quarterback one that's top six QB. The reason is every single running back on that depth chart is, has some sort of injury, has COVID, has been exposed to COVID, whatever. And you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of those quarterbacks who, when he gets to the line, I don't care what the coach called. I'm calling what I want to do. I'm playing my game. And if he audibles out of every single run this weekend and they run the ball six times and he throws the ball 64 times, my jaw isn't going to be on the floor. And I think it's going to be another Devontae Adams bomb game and Aaron Rodgers is going to be great for fantasy. And he's going to add in some rushing baseline, which I think is going to be really good. Love it. Mike, who you got? I'm paying up for a wide receiver, and it's Allen Robinson, who's been somewhat disappointing over the last couple of weeks. His last lowest two target counts last two weeks. But before that, he, was at, he had no game below nine targets. The Titans secondary is absolutely trash. I think it's going to be a shootout. The Bears are going to need to throw the ball. And if they're playing from behind, they're going to have to feed Allen Robinson. Look, I know Anthony Miller had a ton of targets last week, and Darnell Mooney continues to get looks. But Allen Robinson is by far and away the best wide receiver best option for Nick Foles. He's going to have to feed him. I think he could be a top five, top three wide receiver on the week. Love it. So quick question, Gino. Do you, are you done with Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you have any faith left? So I, uh, I come from such a different place. I don't think he should have came back these last two weeks. I don't – him without his back foot planted yep. is useless. If he can't throw a perfect on the dime short passes, he has no value for us. So – um, it's hard. Like, okay, so he came back hurt because he saw we were still in the running and these were two big games for us. Do I love that? Kind of. Do I wish that he sat out completely? And then if we were able to win, came back, probably. Uh, I I'm just jaded, man. I, I Honestly, I think we beat Seattle even with just our running backs. We were on our third string running back. If you watch that game really closely like I do, I'm, I'm one of those – psychopath that goes back and watches my losses more than my wins uh we could have been up 10 nothing in the first quarter like easily we started we got down to the 30 uh through a terrible pick on first down and then we started the next drive after making them go three and out on their 45 and then uh came up with no points so yeah he wasn't even planning his back foot he was just all. yeah it looked like cam newton oh. throwing the ball just yeah. totally off and, and the other thing is the difference between Mullins and Garoppolo is so much closer than the other starters and backs of the back of the league. Like Mullins has been good when he's out there. Yeah, I think it was a bad call. But going to my dude, and I'm not just trying to butter you up for uh, tickets. <laughs> it's Jamichael Hasty. Okay, the Packers have the lowest ranked run defense in fantasy all year. We watched Dalvin Cook put up a historic day last week. Obviously, Jamichael Hasty isn't Dalvin Cook. But this game, I mean, they're just going to be running, running, running. It's because they can, and the Packers are going to let that up. So, Jermichael Hasty, I think, comes out. I think he could have, like, one of those, you know, three little scamper touchdown games. Jarek McKinnon has been such a weird case this year. He started off the year four, row, four games in a row with a touchdown, and then they're just kind of sitting him. He's going to be involved. Jermichael Hasty is the bell cow here, and they're going to just run him, run him, run him. Same way they're going to be, just be passing Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Let's get into the duds of this week. I'll start it off. Uh, Todd Gurley. Okay. We have Todd Gurley against the Panthers, right? That was last week. He's going Todd Gurley against and the Broncos Denver. This week. The Thank Broncos. you. Jeez, I should know that. I'm a little distracted by some other stuff happening in the country. Going against the Broncos. Broncos, despite them being a really bad team with a pretty bad defense, uh, they have a pretty good run defense. And uh, – we have, you know, Julio's healthy. Matt Ryan is healthy. They're going to be tossing the ball against the sorry secondary. And Todd Gurley could sneak in, you know, if Julio's brought, you know, down at the one, two yard line. But I'm going to mark this one down as a dud. They're going to win this game by passing the ball all game. Okay. So tagging off that, they will be passing the ball all game, but I don't think it'll be to Hayden Hurst. And that's my dud of the week. Denver. <laughs> I know Hayden Hurst isn't this big name player, but he's been putting up some nice, you know, 10, yeah. 14 point games in a row. And Denver hasn't allowed more than 50 yards to the tight end all season. And D Denver's defense is actually kind of good. It's like honestly kind of surprising. So Hayden Hurst is my guy. Like they haven't given up more than like seven points to a, a tight end except for week one. Cool. Yeah. 
I can jump in. Uh, this is one that I think is kind of an obvious dud. It's Jonathan Taylor. He's dealing with a little bit of an injury. He's had a couple bad games in a row. People are really getting frustrated with him. But I think this is one of those, I don't even know if I would be playing him this week. I think there's too many question marks going around. He's looked horrible with the ball. He's had his longest run of the year is 20. And I think he has like four rushes over 15 yards on the season in 100 carries. So it's just one of those things. I think he needs a big burst run to get kind of confident and figured it out. But I don't think it's going to be this week. And I know he's a big name. I would stay away from him uh, moving forward. I think he's playing Baltimore, which is mm -hmm. just terrifying. Even with half their guys on COVID list right now, I still think their defense is really solid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm benching for Justin Jackson in the league for reference. I feel like I'm always the one to stick my neck out there with these duds. I'm actually picking someone that you are for sure starting in the lineups. Tyreek Hill, who wow. saying bench him. It's just saying fade him at his current value. He's had a very good year, but he's also scored in every game except one. The only reason I'm really picking this dud is just to say that I don't think he scores this week. I don't think he can keep that pace up. And as a result, he doesn't return the value you expect. Solid. I'm sticking Gina, my neck out. Got? I'll stick my neck out. I'm actually calling Derrick Henry a dud this week. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Tennessee's gonna be able to pass. I think as a result, Chicago's gonna be able to stack the box. As much as he's a big dude, he's actually not that great at finding openings. He's great at exposing openings. Uh, I honestly think, I guess I'm calling Tannehill a dud too. But uh, I'm going Derrick Henry more on the dud in the sense that. They're going to be able to stack that, stack that box, and as a result, that's going to be a big problem. Uh, I, I think uh, Khalil Mack and them are going to have their way with that front line. We love and, you coming in with the, with the, the fire. That's what we want to oh see. Oh, my God. A bunch and of that analysis? Over here. This he is, can this, find I'm putting holes. my next invite on the line. If he comes out <laughs> with like 150 and three touchdowns, don't have that yeah. guy back home. Well, I mean, I appreciate you coming out swinging. That's awesome. So – some fun dudes and duds there. Let's get into our DFS of the week. Let's take a look at last week. Me, Noah, with back-to-back first-place finishes. Let's go. Still in third place in the season, but that's okay because <laughs> I'm, I'm on my way up. So right now the standings, Michael with 13 and 8, Kieran 12 and 9, Noah with 10 and 11, and Jared at 7 and 14. Rough, Jared. You should come up here with the big boys, right, guys? I tried. I just want to say one thing. I know we're, we're speeding along here, but I deserve some brownie points for being just a man of honor. I put in a DFS lineup that included the Miami defense oh, special teams, which put up 25 points. And I realized my lineup was $100 over the limit. And I pointed it out to the group to just be a man of morals and a man of substance. And that cost me the victory. I lost by four points to Noah. So well, Kieran, we it, appreciate your honesty and your you sacrifice. Should have made room. Hey, Kieran, mm -hmm. anytime I'm gonna pick integrity over a win. I, I promise. And so, <laughs> just sure seeing you, you do that is is so great. Let's get into our lineups for this week. I got Derek Carr, Dalvin Cook. Ooh. I don't know how you can not play Dalvin Cook this week. It is maybe the most obvious DFS playable all time. Uh, David Johnson, Cole Beasley, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, Mark Andrews. Daryl Mooney and the Vikings defense against I, – I did that with – I'm assuming Stafford's out, but we'll see. It might, that might bite me in the ass. Jared, who you got? All right, I got Drew Locke as quarterback, Dalvin Cook, of <laughs> course, I know. Justin Jackson, Stephon Diggs, Deontay Johnson, John Brown, Albert Aguabamunumunubu, however you pronounce that name, Keenan Allen, and I actually paid up. 4,900 for the Steelers defense. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I think yeah, it's worth it. That was, it's the highest ever price for a defense special team in DraftKings history. Yeah. That's fun. That's a fun I was yeah. I wasn't proud of it, but oh. <laughs> I know. I'm playing Drew Locke so I can start the Steelers. Kieran, why don't you go ahead? Because i got to hear you say this defense. Go, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my patented strategy. All right, so I'm going with Cam at the quarterback position. I believe Oof. in the bounce back. They're playing the Jets. It's about as – Ugly as that game's going to get, but I think he's going to run the ball and he's got something to prove. Uh, Dalvin Cook, like Noah said, it's a lock. Uh, Kamara, Alvin Kamara, Julio Jones. So for the rest of my players, I really had to, to make some <laughs> money moves. But, but uh, I'm playing Sterling Shepard as my wide receiver too. He's had a ton of targets. He's been peppered. Um, Trey, Trey Burton at the tight end position, they really mix it in. And I know when Phillip Rivers is under trouble, he likes to tech down to those tight ends his whole career. 
So hoping for a little touchdown there. Uh, David Johnson, I think, is a great play against Jacksonville. And then uh, the Cowboys defense and special teams. Um, <laughs> wow. They were the cheapest option. And also, they you put up good numbers. They put up good couldn't numbers. Couldn't learn your lesson last away. week. Yeah, I guess, like, the sorry-ass Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> the Go Birds, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think you should have learned your lesson last week, and that's going to haunt you. All right, Gino, let's hear it. I feel like I have the most balanced lineup on here. I need, I'm going to have to have someone write this down, save it, and tell me if I would have got first place in the group. All right, we will. All right, All right we're ready. Uh, it so is I'm a recorded podcast. Josh so. Allen, uh, obviously. Uh, I did follow a little bit of suit with everyone. I did go Dalvin Cook second. Uh, I almost called this my dude uh, Singletary Buffalo. I know, wow. I know, I'm stacking on Seattle at only 45 or 4700 though. Uh, I, I couldn't pass up. I, I think he's gonna be able to catch out of the backfield. I'm telling you, I, I think this is gonna be a more balanced attack than people are ready in Buffalo uh, or I guess in Seattle. But uh, uh, Jones Jr. out of Detroit, uh, McLaurin from Washington. That was the guy I tried to get in all my fantasy leagues. And I didn't in one. Uh, Ours, I have him. Fuck you. Yeah, I tried. I tried. I tried to steal him. I almost started drafting earlier when I saw his value rising, but he's turned out to be as good as we thought he would. So, uh, hey man, Every, I, I got I got everyone's on the block. Everyone's got a yeah. prize. <laughs> I mean, know. I'm, I'm completely agreed. Until I stop winning, maybe. Uh, Renfro. Fair. I actually think Renfro is good value. I, I see more checkdowns against dude. That, that uh, Chargers D is. It doesn't perform that well, but it's better than everyone gives it credit for. Uh, couldn't believe I could get still afford A.J. Brown, and then I threw the Titans D. I, I literally think that's the under of the week for any gens out there. Uh, I like that. I, I, it's already a low under, but I, I sincerely think they could be going in at 7-3 halftime. So, it, it's, they're going to battle the hell out of each other. Tennessee's – Do you know what the happening. line is? Oh, I, the last time I, I might saw just it, make it was low. It, it was low well, for those two teams. Remember, Tennessee's given up like a crazy amount of points. Like, I can get who, it. Do you, who do you have at tight end? I didn't hear. Uh, Ram, Ramfro. Oh. Oh, Wait, it's – no, no, that's Renfro. No, no, wrong, wrong, wrong. Sorry. That's uh, uh, Andrews from Baltimore. Okay. Gotcha. Got it. Yeah, so, the over-under right now – My bad. No problem. Over-under uh, right now bad. is 46.5. Yeah. What, where would you take the under from? Honestly, I, I think that one should be at 43. They're just, they're just giving you three points because Tennessee has allowed so many. Chicago's offense is pathetic against good Ds. I, 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 would, I would get ballsy on bet openly and maybe ask for two to one odds <laughs> and put it all the way down to 37. Hey. Wow. But we'll see. We'll see how smart I look because then if, if, my, I like that. if my dud comes out crushing, then I lose on all, on all accords. I got a bunch of <laughs> – I got a bunch stacked on this game. Well, <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate all your boldness coming on with the – I mean, you could, you fit right in here. Talking about Derrick Henry, good with this hole, not good with that. Not sure what it means. I think you're a little above my pay grade. But, hey, man, that's good stuff. Thank you so much for coming on uh, and protecting my ass from those big bad bullies. What, what a, what a mensch. What a hero. And uh, I know we're all going to get on bed openly and just start – I mean – crushing it right because i've been wanting to place bets we're here i'm here in texas we got kieran in california and uh, these states aren't as aren't as nice as other states so it's a great way to to get some bets in play with your friends in an organized fashion awesome thanks gina yeah, we got appreciate you, you man appreciate you having me absolutely we need to okay. get those san francisco tickets <laughs> bro adam just sex at 10 bro Bro, I'm <laughs> we, don't, we don't need more competitive people. Hey, don't know why you guys forgot about my lineup. It's going to win this week. Josh Allen, a quarterback, David Johnson, Chase Edmonds, who no one picked and is going to make y'all look bad for not picking. Allen Robinson, Cole Beasley, Marvin Jones Jr., Noah Fant, or No Wudge Fant, Deontay Johnson, and Washington D. You know what, uh, Michael, I think that, that your lineup was submitted a little late. I'm just going to scrap oh. it. Yeah. And uh, I just don't think we can count, count it for this week. That's Sorry. Funny. Uh, better luck next time. Looks like me and Kieran are going to go into first place this week. Let's get into some waivers. Uh, I'm going to start off with only a little bit this week. Two teams I want to talk about. Simple one here. 
I love the defense in advance. It's one of my it's one of my patented tactics. Sometimes I have upwards of three defenses on, on a team just to prep. Eagles D is going to be dropped everywhere. They got the Giants coming off the bye. I love that pickup. And then secondly, one thing we can get into is the Dolphins' backfield. So we got uh, Matt Breida, Jordan Howard, and they just signed somebody. But, you know, really probably yeah, don't have to worry. Thank you. Probably don't have to worry about him. Just insurance policy uh, with Gaskin out. So Breida's been getting more carries. We got Jordan Howard at the goal line work in the beginning of the season. But Matt Breida is questionable. If Matt Breida plays, how are you guys valuing him against the Cardinals? I mean, I'm worried about it, but yeah, I think I would, he's a starter. I, would, I wouldn't want to start any Dolphins skill player, really, this game. I think that's so. all, I, that's think, all I really have to say. They clearly don't want to give to Jordan Howard. He was absent from practice today, that being Breida, which could be a sign in the sense that they don't want to work him before Sunday, in which they would actually give him some touches. I personally wouldn't be starting anyone. I would want Breida on your bench to see – but he's also never proven to be able to stay fully out. So yeah, I mean, I touched on it earlier with the whole Dolphins situation. I think it's a little bit of a mirage that 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 offense scored or that the the box score showed what it did. Another name that I think could muddy up the waters is Lynn Bowden. Bowden was traded from the Raiders to the Dolphins, and he's a running back gadget guy who they've been kind of, you know, trying to use. They've been talk talking about using him a little more on the offense. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a couple gadget plays here or there. And then the carries are split two or three ways, and it's just something I, I just don't want to be a part of. Yeah. I do think Matt Breida needs to be owned in every league. He is, if he is the starter, especially for this week, but it looks like he's going to be the starter. I mean, that's what, it's the same idea as David Montgomery. The volume is there. He's going to be – I mean, the goal line is an interesting situation in this backfield. The volume is there. The passing is going to – a little bit of passing is going to be there. He's got to be owned, uh, especially yeah. if you're running back needy. And it's not, and it's not a one-week rental. He's – you know, Gaston's going to be out a couple Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, okay. Mike, who you got? A couple, couple more obvious ones we've touched on the last few weeks. They should be owned. Alan Lazard is expecting to come back sometime soon. He's going to be the wide receiver, too. Obviously, the Packers didn't trade for anyone. Jalen Rager should be owned in all leagues. I think he's going to have a tremendous second half of the year. And then DJ Dallas, who played, considering Chris Carson and uh, – Carlos Hyde were both hurt last week. He had over eight, he had 18 carries and a rushing touchdown, five catches and a receiving touchdown. Could be another good play this week if Carson and Hyde are out again. It's not a long-term ad, but could be in case you're needing to cover a buy or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean DJ's a questionable one with Carson there, but he did look good. So I'll give you that. Let's get into some trade talk. Okay, I've been saying for weeks. Last week he was a wavered pick. It's J.K. Dobbins. Okay? I picked him up off your advice last week. You're welcome. See, you guys say I give nothing to you. Look at me giving you wins. Knowledge. J.K. Dobbins, rookie running back on one of the heaviest running teams in the NFL. He is leading the league in yards per carry among running backs with 40-plus rushes. Let me say that again. He is leading the league in yards per carry <laughs> Sorry, among running backs with 40-plus rushes. Never tried that. I apologize if I just your drums out. He has the eighth easiest playoff schedule for running backs, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. He just got uh, 15 carries last week. I love him going forward. Uh, I'm going to get even deeper into him later on, but even off the big game, I still think he is a target. Or we could just do it now. <laughs> Let me find that. Here we go. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins versus Gus Edwards. Mark, An- Mark Ingram was out, but he is, this is against Pittsburgh. Top two running defense. Snap count. J.K. Dobbins, 54 to Gus Edwards, 26. 15 carries for 113 for Dobbins. 16 for 87 on the touchdown for Edwards. Uh, I-, I just love Dobbins going forward. It's just a great team for running back, and I think they're going to get him even more involved. I'm done. Yeah. I promise. That's it. And to add on, and quickly to add on to that, to further your case, the player with the, the least yards per carry with 40 plus touches is on that same team, and his name is Mark Ingram. So that is even more of a reason why oh. the second half could be a blowout. Fantastic. We did, I got a shout out, Oxshot from one of our leagues, picking Mark Ingram in the third round of a 10 teamer. <laughs> <How is that laughs> fantastic wild 
Uh, he's not doing too hot, but he did get highest points his first week, his first win against me, of course, last week. So <laughs> shout out Oxshot. Uh, other guys I want to trade for Travis Fulgham. He is leading the league in receiving yards over the last four weeks. He has oh, still little to no little to no name value, and he's basically a, wide, a low end wide receiver one. I mean, people I'd are be tra- saying DJ Moore or Travis Fulgham right now. People are saying to trade away Travis Fulgham because all these guys are coming back. But there comes a, a time when it's it's more talent based than just opportunity. And Absolutely. Alshon Jeffrey is really kind of washed at this point. Zach yeah. Ertz is washed. Uh, I mean, Rager's pretty good, but, you know, Deshaun Jackson's not playing. I do also think the argument there is if you have Fulgham, chances are wide receiver's pretty deep. You probably have other guys you can start. And if you're thin at running back, you can get rid of Fulgham for a running back. But I agree. I'd be holding him and starting him. He is legit. I think the value yeah. only maintains or goes up. Also, guys, I'm looking for, I said it last week, Steelers defense. You're, it's just such a point differential at a position uh, and they have a very good schedule rest of season. I would be giving up somebody, I mean, maybe a guy like Mark Ingram. I mean, you're probably not going to get that, but maybe a guy like Rager or if someone needs, you know, tight end help, would, maybe a guy like Would you like trade Hurst. Zach Moss for him? For the Steelers? I mean, I mean honestly, I it's, it's pretty dependent, awesome. but I would – I mean, even if I'm pretty running back, if I need running backs and I'm not too comfortable, I'd still think that's not a bad value for Steelers yeah. team. Other guys, playoff guys, David Montgomery and Mark Andrews, I think is going to be a league winner in the playoffs. All right. Well, I got Dallas Goddard, you know, had the, has the bye week this week, only had one catch last week, but the talent's there. Two guys that are injured. And if you're making playoffs, you got to start looking towards the playoffs. That's Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb. Eckler's, you know, he's posting videos on his Instagram of him running. Nick Chubb's supposed to be back after the bye week, maybe maybe two to three weeks at the most. And then another guy, Lamar Jackson, who was either QB1 or QB2 last year, and this year he's not putting up any numbers. But I feel like the talent is there. His schedule's a lot easier, and you could probably get him for cheaper than you normally would. And I feel like now is the perfect time to snag up Lamar Jackson. Interesting. I still feel like name value – far exceeds true value of Lamar Jackson. Hmm. See how he finished the season. For me, I'm going a couple of high-name guys. Darren Waller, anytime one of the top tight ends has a down week, I think you should be trying to pry them off of that owner's team. Pry. I mean, you guys saw what the wind was like with that field goal that was going for the right upright and then shanked oh on. Right? Nothing had to do with Darren Waller for his performance. He um, had a decent week. He had an okay week, too. Right. It's not like he was all that bad, especially in the PPR yeah. league. I try to get him for some – some sort of discount. And another one is Terry McLaurin. Washington clearly is going to let Kyle Allen throw the ball. And Terry McLaurin has the third highest target share in the league. I'd, I'd still – I'd be buying high on Terry McLaurin still. Yeah, and I think two that I have been stressing or at least looking to get are Allen Robinson and maybe even Ezekiel Elliott. So, Allen Robinson – let me get into this. Let me pull up the actual schedule he has. His oh, playoff schedule – is actually ridiculous. So obviously you guys know, huge target hog, really, really talented player, has, as Mike alluded to earlier, has been disappointing a little bit recently. But listen to his playoff schedule. He gets the Lions, the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. Okay, that That is literally – Well, I'm not counting week 17. I'm just saying like his last four. Okay. The last four games, if you're a team that's winning right now and you can trade, you know, away some good pieces and get Allen Robinson back – you're looking at a fantasy gold in the playoffs, and that's, you know, make or break time, big receiver getting a ton of targets against these porous defenses. So I would be looking to get him. Zeke so, is wait, one where Kieran, let me yeah. just ask you. Okay, I'm looking at rest of season rankings. Let me just ask you a few guys. If you are, yeah. let's just say, maybe five and three, okay? Yeah. Would you rather have Allen Robinson or Adam Thielen? I think I'd rather have Allen Robinson. I think okay. I'd rather have Allen Robinson, too. How about McLaurin? Allen Robinson. I'd rather have Robinson than McLaurin. Same. Okay, here's a tough – let's do a tough one. Tyler Lockett. Give me Allen Robinson. I'd rather have Lockett. I'd rather have Lockett there. Okay. Yeah. Why the hell do you want Ezekiel Elliott? Okay, let me try and talk <laughs> you into Take Zeke. him from let me. me. Tr- yeah, exactly. This is why I want him. Let me try and talk you into him. I've been looking at just on Twitter some of these – trade questions people are asking our show people are asking other shows and 
Zeke is coming up at just an absurdly low value. And I get it. He's really underperformed. But when Dalton comes back, Dalton is looking like a saint compared to the quarterback play that they have right now. Zeke is a great talent. And Zeke will get the ball a lot. And he will score touchdowns. It's just, it is a fact. It will happen. I mean, he's not going to bring back, you know, running back top four pick value. But if you can trade off someone that you really don't want that bad, Zeke owners are like Mike right now and really just want to get rid of him. They're frustrated with him. They don't want him on their team. And a lot of players in a listener's leagues aren't as devoted and don't watch the games as much and realize how talented and how good this guy is. I'm not saying he's going to be an RB1 rest of the season, but if you can get him for really, really good value, I think he will return solid RB potential in, a, in leagues right now where RB is so thin. I think one thing, I, I mean, I'm more on the Michael side of this, but one thing I will say is I don't think people are realizing that Andy Dalton's going to come back and yeah, be so much better. Yeah, and be yeah. so much better than these guys. So if you are, you know, sitting pretty, five and three, six and two, I mean, he might be a guy to yeah. target. And let's just go to the other, other side of the other lawyer here. Mike, what you got in the anti-Zeke case? Well, it's just that. I think for me in the league that I have Zeke, I'm three and five. Not only does he have a horrible matchup this week with fucking Garrett Gilbert or whoever the hell is going to quarterback him, he's on <laughs> next week. So the next two weeks, say Andy Dalton comes back in their next game, you still have two weeks where he's not going to do anything in one week because he's off. And then this week where he's clearly not going to do anything because he's playing the Steelers. So I think the reason against Zeke is that he's not going to do anything in the short term. He will do better in the playoffs than a lot of other running backs, in my opinion, when Dalton comes <clears throat> back, here I was saying. But if you need to win now, I would get rid of Zeke for someone that's passed their by that can maybe help you win more games now. Yeah, I think we're in agreement there. I think exactly. I, we believe the same thing. I think if yeah. you're in a position to get him and you can put him in your flex in the playoffs, do it. You know, people are pawning him off for cheap. All right. And with that, Kieran, I believe you need to go do important consulting because you're a big shot up in the <laughs> tech capital of the Northwest. There you go. Thank you so much Appreciate for uh, being on Kieran. the show. I don't know why I'm thanking you. I don't. Yeah, no, we need to thank you. I feel like next I'm, week is our Thank glue you. that holds this show together. <laughs> exactly. I'll see you boys next week. Good luck, good luck everyone, this weekend. Thanks, Thanks man. man. Well, now that he's gone, if you're oh on, my the, God. I just if you're on say, YouTube, you if you're on gotta, YouTube, you can just switch to the podcast because it's just not worth being here anymore. But, my, but Jared, what'd you, what do you have to say for us? Yeah, I mean, I really hate Zeke going forward, to be quite honest. You know, he hasn't put up more than 10 points the past three weeks. Andy Dalton's really not that good. That team is not good. They're not going to be making playoffs. Uh, I mean, I just I, – I don't like it whatsoever. You comfortable enough there, Jared? You want to you wanna take a nap or something? Oh, I even God. potentially am thinking about starting Jared five matches against the Packers, McKinnon, yeah. over Zeke against the Steelers. Just Jeez. because McKinnon could score. And I don't think the Cowboys come close to the end zone. Yeah. I think and I th- he doesn't even practicing today. So let me let me give you guys rest of the season. Let's assume you're four and four, just for argument's sake. Do you want Ezekiel Elliott or Miles Sanders? Sand what? That's not well, that, Miles Sanders is one rank below in rest of the season rankings. I'm just that's cool. Elliott. I would, take, I would take Miles Sanders. He only has if, yeah. if he comes back after his bye. That's the thing is some of these running backs like Chubb, like Eckler, like Sanders. You don't know when they're actually coming back. Yeah. And so to trade for them for Zeke if you need to win now because Sanders is off and still sort of hurt. I think they said or, Sanders was out two weeks, three weeks max. Yeah. I feel like. All right, we're not talking about Sanders. Zeke or Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Clyde. That's a close one. I've thought about this one. I'm doing – I'm going Zeke here. I think I'd take Zeke. I'd take Clyde. And I, I don't Zeke, like Clyde. Zeke or David Johnson? Oh, jeez. I think I'd rather David Johnson. Honestly. David – Rest of the season fantasy football rankings, we have David Johnson at 18 and Zeke at 11. Just to give you an I idea. think David Johnson is better than 18. I think he's like 14. And I don't think Zeke's a top RB1 anymore. I really don't. Yeah, he's definitely not. Yeah. I think depending on the value, I mean, if you're not – if you're a Zeke owner, go look. And if you're not a Zeke owner, go see – you know, go look. You, know, you just check it out. You never know what where someone's at on a player like this. Let's continue on with uh, – trade i think we've gotten through so let's go to trade away uh you know what 
Josh Allen is someone you need to keep your eye on. Okay. He does have a potential to have a huge week this week. And I think that's something you can sell him for because afterwards it's Arizona. Then he has the buy and then he has not a great schedule for the rest of the season. So if you're comfortable at quarterback, for example, I have Herbert in one league and Josh Allen. Yes. I'd rather start Josh Allen this week. I think over Herbert, but the value of the Seattle and Arizona game uh, for someone who's quarterback needy is going to be what you're going to be able to sell them on. So I think that you can sell them right now uh, if you have another option. Otherwise, obviously a great play for the next two weeks. You got a top. You got two top five quarterbacks there. So that's a pretty good question. I'm good at, at one thing. I am good at fantasy is quarterbacks. There you go. Thank you. All right. Well, my trade away. You know, I've been slandering DJ Moore's name all year. I'm going to continue to do it. It looked good last week on the final drive of the game, one of which was a jump ball where the cornerback didn't even look. I don't even remember who it was. I think it was A.J. Terrell, who sucks. Uh, Yeah, he's a glorified Michael Gallup at this point, in my opinion. Even though he's more of a slot receiver, I really just, you know, it's it's not happening. I don't think it's happening. And then another one, you know, James White. If you can get anything for James White at this point, I don't think he's droppable, but I think yeah, he's like I think he's droppable. Guy. I've been the James been. White truther, and it, it's just the the running. I mean, he's gonna have a game or two, but and we're only talking about PPR here, yeah, exclusively. But you can yeah. drop him. It's just too many questions. There's too many running backs, guys I've never heard of. They're signing random guys to the team for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I think he's a drop for sure. I'm very sad about that. I liked him a lot for the past few weeks. I've got and one that. Yeah, I think it's been on a roller coaster of a year, and it's Adam Thielen. Hmm. And at the beginning of the year, we were all high on Adam Thielen because he was getting legitimately every single Kirk Cousins target. Now, that's not the case. Justin Jefferson was getting the wide receiver one treatment and being covered by Jair Alexander. Even with Justin Jefferson being shut down, Adam Thielen did next to nothing against the Packers because they fed Dalvin Cook. And if the Vikings, if Dalvin Cook stays healthy, Dalvin Cook can take away significantly from Adam Thielen, and I think Adam Thielen still has a tremendous amount of value in terms of the trade market that you, I think you could get mm-hmm. someone very good for Adam Thielen, or if you have a very, if you don't have a very deep roster, you could disperse and get a couple guys that can fill needs. So I think Adam Thielen's a guy I'd be looking to potentially test the market out with. And another one is DJ Chark, and his value has plummeted significantly since the beginning of the year where he was being valued with A.J. Brown, McLaurin, with all those guys. Who knows who the Jags are going to start a quarterback the rest of the year? I mean, Gardner Minshew obviously has some fractures in his hand or whatever it is, but I mean, the Jags clearly want Trevor Lawrence, potentially Justin Fields. They're starting Jake Luton this week. I don't know how it's going to go. I think they're going to have to run the ball more. Michael, but- Gardner Minshew, I mean, obviously he's had his up and downs, but this is the report is that he just didn't tell talk about it he knew his hand was broken but just didn't say it for whatever i'm a man i don't need to i mean that's yeah. just detrimental for your team i just feel like that's well terrible. it's i think it's sad from Minshew's perspective i mean obviously he's a tough guy he tried to do that in school to get like a red shirt season but he looks at himself as sort of expendable and oh, yeah the hammer because if he did Jags are going to take any opportunity they can to rest him and potentially lose more games. So it's he knew that him talking about an injury, they would just be cautious with him and sit him down. Tough. I like Chark as a sell, though. In my one league, in this dramatic league with George Kittle that we talked about when Gino was on, I had to do a, an apology trade to calm this guy down. And it ended up being Josh Allen, DJ Chark, and Brandon Cooks for Keenan Allen. And I honestly don't even think I lost that by that much. That's a good trade. Yeah. I mean, and I, the other craziest thing is I had another, I had, he, it was Josh Allen and two of the three, Brandon Cook, CJ Chark and T Higgins. And he, he didn't believe in T Higgins for some reason, wow. chose Chark over mm-hmm. him. So Tragic. lucky me. Okay. Let's get into the week preview this week on bye. We got Bengals, Browns, Rams and Eagles. I was hoping the rest of the teams would be starting with the B there, but. The Rams and Eagles ruined it. But Bengals and Browns was a fun alliteration. Okay, we talked a lot about Thursday night already, but let's get into it because this is just craziness. I mean, this is this is just like a combination of COVID injury craziness, just explosion on a Thursday night. I mean, it had to be on a Thursday night just because no one's ready. So, on the San Francisco side, Kendrick Bourne, COVID, out. Ayuk and Debo, out. Trent Williams, left tackle, you know, really great player, 
out might have Jordan Reed. And, and then I've said him before, I just got to say him again, Richie James, Jawan Jennings, and Trent Taylor are the next wide receivers up. Uh, obviously not starting them. Other side of the ball, Aaron Jones, questionable, most likely out, but he could play, so keep your eye on that. But they pulled up Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin up to the, from the practice squad because Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon are out. And I love this because it's kind of created this perfect storm. The Niners are one of the best running teams in the, in the league. The Packers are the worst running defense in the league. And flip the ball to the other side, Packers, practice squad running backs, and an excellent passing game. I think this could be like the most lopsided offensive scheme game we've ever seen. One's just, I mean, it's got to be like 90% running for one, 90% passing for the other. I mean, there's going to be some, some, oh, this, you know, you're going to see a tweet. This game was the, you know, the most highest percentage of runs, highest percentage of passes, whatever. I'm excited to watch that game. It's going to be really, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a fun watch. Uh, Sunday, let's move on forward. We're starting off with, uh, classic NFC uh, or AFC South matchup, Texans at Jags. Yeah, I'll take that. Only Jag you're starting is James Robinson, without a doubt. Don't even consider – I wouldn't even consider Chenault or Chark. For the Texans, you're playing your Texans. David Johnson's going to have a big week. In my opinion, the Jags' defense is horrible. You fire up Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson, obviously. And then I think the Texans' defense could be a decent dream in the sense that I'm playing in an R league. I'm streaming. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in that position. I'd prefer Washington's defense against Giants. But, I mean, Luton could throw a pick six, and boom, you have your week right there. So, that's about all that needs to be said here. All right. Uh, Seahawks at Bills. Yeah, like we talked about, this is going to be the the high-scoring game. you know, we'll see. Can we Josh talk about Zach Moss for a sec? What do you guys think about him going forward? He got the, they had similar yeah. uh, carries, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, but Zach Moss found the end zone twice. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting Zach Moss in the league. I feel like him and Singletary are very similar in the passing game. They're very similar running backs in general. So, I mean, and they're obviously splitting the carries, splitting the workload with both of them. So, I feel like you can't really start yeah. Singletary thinking that you know, they're going to fade Zach Moss. They're going to be interwoven throughout the game. Yeah. Pretty much the way, I look, at it, the way yeah. I look at it is last week, it was like the Raiders-Browns game in which it was you had to run the ball. And so I think the reason why both of them had so many rushes is because of weather last week. So I, th- I do think the Bills go back to their more passing style this week. Obviously, they're going to have to. They're playing Russell Wilson. But – that being said, so that's why I would fade sort of the Bills running backs this week because, one, they're going to be passing a lot more. Of this, and, two, the Seahawks' front seven is better than their secondary. But with that being said, I do think Zach Moss has earned a much bigger role in this offense going forward. And I think in future weeks, I think he could certainly be a guy that, that overtakes Devin Singletary. I like that. I mean, they drafted him relatively high for – to play them yeah. right so i, mean, I love drafts too they were going at the same spot you know that eighth yeah. ninth round i love everyone in this game except singletary i think everyone's a start yeah uh bears titans we had a fantastic um betting view of this game earlier the titans have given up at least 39 half ppr fantasy points to the right receiver every week since week two Jeez. so you know, it pro- it might happen again, but assuming it does or gets close to that mark, obviously Allen Robinson, you have, you know, a solid 15, 16 at least. I mean, who's it going to be, Mooney or Miller? Both had pretty good weeks last week. Yeah, I feel like they're pretty similar guys. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't want to start either of them, you know. You got to pick a side. I'm taking Mooney. I think one of those deep balls finally works, dude. Mooney's a really good route runner. If he had a better quarterback, if he was on the Packers, he'd be a big name right now. I'll just go Miller. Yeah, I'm going Miller, too, because that's my guy. Rip. Yeah, let's talk about Corey Davis, though. What the actual – excuse my language. What the actual F? Yeah. 8-128-1, completely ran that offense last week. But even though that's an incredible stat line, I just look at it next to Corey Davis, and I'm like, it's Corey Davis. Bro, every week this year he's put up double. (laughs) I know. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. Mike, every year Mike was picking Corey Davis and hey. hyping this man up, a top five draft pick. We, the thing I is, we've seen this before. 
We've seen this before. We've seen high draft picks come in year three, year four, Chris Godwin, Devontae Parker yeah. come in and just be like, you know what? You're right. I, I am pretty good. Uh, I think that this is interesting because Tannehill, we saw Tannehill in the first, for his first year last year with the Titans. This is the year, the second year, getting things a little more comfortable. A.J. Brown, you know, obviously a big piece of the offense that teams are going to need to focus on. Uh, I mean, there's really not much analysis to be had besides Corey Davis is it every week starter. Maybe not this week against the Bears, but yeah. I think the big point is that the Titans defense this year has been pretty bad. And Ryan Tannehill has been throwing the ball at least like 40 times a game. Whereas last year they were running the ball 30 times a game. And, you know, they're running a lot of plays – but they're also throwing the ball a ton. Mm-hmm. So that's why Corey Davis is viable. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Here's a big one. Ravens at Colts. Yeah. Ugh. I'm excited for this one. I mean, I don't know what the Colts backfield is going to look like, JT. Like we talked about, yeah. nursing a little minor ankle injury. I'd stay away from them. I've always been advocating for freeing Jonathan Taylor in that backfield. But last week, Naeem Hines and Jordan Wilkins looked great. But I don't think there's any other Colt that you would think about starting on a normal week, let alone a week where they're playing the Ravens. I mean, maybe Trey Burton, if you're desperate at tight end, he seems to be their goal line back for some reason. But maybe Trey Burton. But other than that, I don't think there's much for the Colts. And then, like we've talked about, Noah's all over J.K. Dobbins. I, I think it's, you know, with merit, I think J.K. Dobbins maybe not will have a big – maybe could not have a big week this week. I think the Colts run – Colts run defense is pretty solid, but someone on the yeah. Ravens. I'm starting him. It hasn't been Marquise Brown. They've talked about need, wanting to get the ball to Marquise Brown more. It could happen this week. I just with the Ravens, I think you never know. It's Mark Andrews one week, then it's the running back, week, and then it's J.K. Dobbins or Jonathan Taylor asking for a friend this week or rest yeah. of the season. This week, oh, I this start week Dobbins. Yeah. Okay. What about rest of the season? That's another interesting question. I, uh, I'd go JT. I think I'd still take JT for a ceiling. But it's, I it, think I'm, yeah, I'm I mean the fact Dobbins. that it's a question. Yeah, I mean you think he's a league well, winner. I think he's a league winner. I mean the the Ravens gonna be up. He They're gonna the get him ice. involved. They're a playoff team. Yeah. Anyways, Panthers at Chiefs. This is a big one. We're gonna be able to see Christian McCaffrey finally back. I mean, is he okay. gonna be the same guy we saw um, in the beginning of the season? Yeah. I think so. The Chiefs is an interesting one to start it off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this he's is obviously a start. Yeah, you know I what? Mean, he's, he's playing no matter what. He, he, Christian McCaffrey is my honorary dud. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't he has think a you, good start. You can't, you can't sit him though. Hey, I oh, I thought you're gonna say you can't. I can't do that. I was gonna get him. Oh no, no. I mean, I feel you like can't, he, you can't sit him. I feel like he's gonna be back him. to catching. You know, he's gonna catch five, six, seven. Eight passes yeah, this week. Yeah, pretty much. And then we talked about DJ Moore. That's been a tough road for me. Yeah. Steelers at Cowboys. Uh, someone wrote on the dock, Zeke is literal dog shit and uh, been carried by Dak and good old line play for his whole career. We, we take our scripts very seriously. Where's the Interesting. lie? Honestly, there is no lie. Zeke, I think the lie is that he's not dog shit. Come he's on. Not I, know, I know Zeke is more talented than what he's showed. But you have to think about so many other running backs being in horrible situations and still producing throughout their career. Zeke has been in the perfect situation with great quarterback play and a great offensive line. And he's produced like no other running back. But at yeah, some, I, think he, I think he's good. I think at he's some point, good that $80 million contract has to show itself. Has to show itself. He has to take over a game. You can't explain five fumbles and like 200 touches this year. You can't. Yeah. And then this is going to be a tough one. You know, I have Roethlisberger oh, starting, starting in the league, but I'm a little worried. The only, you know, the Steelers, even though they're undefeated, have had really close games besides one against the Browns. Mm-hmm. And Roethlisberger mm-hmm. had a terrible game against them because they didn't need him. Uh, so I think it could, you know, I think it's, it seems like an obvious play. I think Juju, and I think they're going to get, uh, they could get a deep shot. I think Juju, Claypool, and I said last week, I don't like Deontay Johnson because of the injury risk. It's just such a tough place to be. Who you guys – I mean, rank these three for this week. It's just – it's a crapshoot, I feel like. Yeah, I'm still putting Claypool. I feel like Juju and DJ are, you know, very similar plays this week. Uh, both – like, they don't go down the field very much. You know, they're, they're nice slot guys, nice 5, 10-yard, a lot of targets, a lot of catches. Uh, 
you know, that being said, I don't really like Claypool again. I'm really not all that big on Claypool just because there's so many mouths to feed, and I feel like Claypool is last on that totem pole. Yeah. Special guest, the second special guest of the day just had to get her. She was meowing outside the door. Go ahead. I'm going Deontay Juju Claypool this week. Yeah, I'm going Juju Claypool Deontay. Lastly, Saints at Bucks. Finally going to see Antonio Brown back. What do you think, Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I I like that's going to be great. I really hope my whoa! I really hope Michael Thomas can play. So yeah, that's a, that's a little more of an even matchup. But with that, any last thoughts? I think it's just much love from me. Uh, yeah. I'm excited us on to Twitter. just turn my brain off and watch some football this weekend. <laughs> this weekend, yes. I don't even know what day it is. Like this is the most absolutely. important football weekend we've ever had in history. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Join us uh, back next week with more where this is Guys Be Dudes Fantasy Football. You can follow us on Twitter, at Dudes Football. Follow us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. <laughs>